0: Today we are jumping in balls deep into it. Welcome to How to Catch a Fuckboy or Identify a Fuckboy via using the Fuckboy Alert. I'm going to teach you what it is, how to use it, how to catch that fuckboy out. If you have balls of steel and are not afraid of calling unhinged in the name of getting the truth, forget How to Catch a Killer, it's How to Catch a Fuckboy, beach. This episode is a little bit of story time, a little bit of advice but the reason I'm making this is because I feel the guide on how to catch a fuckboy needs to be updated as methods and techniques are getting a little bit too sophisticated. TikTok is dumbing us the fuck out and we are not catching on to the mastery of the fuckboy fuckover and fuckgirls I see you out there too doing your thing but... So, let's dive in. What the fuck is a fuckboy alert? So, the fuckboy alert was mastered in the spring of 2020 when I was living abroad and basically, I was going on these dates multiple times just picking out the wrong guys and each time they would start dating someone else and they wouldn't tell me even though we said we would be exclusive to each other and I think back now the bigger problem was that I wasn't picking right so if I picked right I wouldn't have to do the fuck but here we are and I had to do it and some of you might be in that really chaotic position in your life where you're not picking the right guys, but they're fucking you over and you need a bit of revenge and you need to balance the equilibrium and reinstate order to the world to make sure they know that they're not all that. So the fuckboy alert is something you implement when someone is promising you something in terms of exclusivity, not dating other people and they are not holding up their end of the bargain. You know they're lying. You categorically know that they are lying on the thing that they said that they would hold up. Over the episode I will tell you what the technique is because there's layers to it. But I want to preface my situation of how I find it and I want to set the scene first. So where was i in my life in 2020 i was living in the netherlands i was studying on my year abroad and living life and loving life honestly wasn't too affected by the pandemic and i'm i'm sorry i wasn't Uh, and i was going on dates i was meeting a lot of boys (laughs) and i was basically not in my hoe era very open to love, you know, that era never gets spoken about. The one where you're not actually hoeing it up and like fucking everyone, but the one where you're kind of maybe emotionally hoeing and you've got like multiple kind of guys and then you choose the right guy and that's the one that you're gonna say, hey look, let's let's close things off. Most weekends I would take magic mushrooms or shrooms, smoke a doobie, have this really nice Indonesian every night that was across from the road from me. I loved the flatmates that I lived with, sunshine constantly, life was good. So I also decided to go on a date with a boy. This boy I had matched on Hinge and previously I'd been on a few dates with a boy who I really liked before but also he wasn't willing to um, stop dating other people and i just was i was in that period of my life but from september when i moved there the constant thing i kept on running in with these dutch boys was that they were presenting as very all into you so all into me they wanted to date me and take me to nice places do nice things and then one guy was like Oh, we need to meet my mum." but when he'd bring up the exclusivity conversation that all go yeah yeah you're the only girl i'm dating But really, it would either be like, oh, sorry, I'm dating someone else too. Sorry, I didn't tell you, even though you told me that it was just you and me. And I kept on running into this problem again and again. And I thought, well, either it's a me problem, either it's a Dutch people problem, either it's an age problem. And then really hard about it. It's not a Dutch problem because from what I know, people do this all the time all around the world. It's not a me problem, because if I'm being honest from the start, then, you know, no one can really come at me. And I thought, well, it's an age thing, and even though, if you look at our parents' generation, it was kind of no bullshit, let's get married and get this sorted, it's a different time now, people are hoes, they want to live their best hoe era, they want to fuck, they want to chuck, they want to suck, and... That love story of your grandparents or your parents meeting when they're 22 or like 19 or or 24 is is just not happening the way it used to happen. So I was leaving at the end of August, but I mean, whenever I'm looking, I'm not looking for something semi-permanent. I'm looking for something that's going to add to my life. So that's what I was looking for, essentially and as i said i kept on running into the same problem of the lies the sheer volume of fucking lies funny enough the boy who i went on a date with was the one who'd messaged me just after i met the first boy so i thought you know what i might as well give him a chance i fancied him i swiped him so and he was very eager so i thought we might as well give this a shot he invited me to a park and we had a little picnic it was really cute and looking back i fancied him i did i thought he was cute he was polite he was courteous and i thought this is nice i could get used to this and we started speaking about life and he was kind of saying well, what do you want out of life? What do you want out of a partner? And why are you here and what are you doing? And again, at 21, this is quite deep conversation. But I was all here for it because I'm not here to have conversations that don't have any purpose or any weight in life. If it's not something that we're going to do or we're going to speak about in, you know two weeks time then why the fuck are we having the conversation and I really liked that that he was upfront and I asked him about his dating and he said I've dated about um in Amsterdam where we were and I said oh well that's lovely um <laughs> but can you just date me <laughs> um and basically we just really clicked same kind of interests and tastes so it was this nice first day and I felt it was a healthy one because he was upfront from the start, clicked, revived, had the same interests. He worked in the similar field that I worked in at the time. And he also was kind of well-traveled. I was well-traveled. We liked the same things, the same TV shows, the same music. And I think at the time I was mistaking maybe tastes and interests for values. But it's very hard on a first date to go, what are your values in life? You know, I might as well ask him, would you be willing to give me a kidney? later on in life if I ever needed it so that's the lesson I learned from the overarching time of dating him and it's to know that you have the same values the tastes don't matter so much but the values are what are important um but in terms of what he was like he literally did not present as a fuck boy the cliches weren't there so by the end of the situation I was very confused because obviously he did turn out to be a fuck boy But literally presented as the nicest, sweetest guy. Before dating him in London, I tried the multiple dating thing where you go on the first three dates. You know, you're kind of dating and seeing other people. I personally don't get intimate when I'm dating multiple people at the same time. I prefer just to get intimate with one. You can call me boring, but tried it and it personally was not for me. There's no way I could just keep focused on one person and be chatting to five other people. I know this sounds so outlandish for like a stripper to say, but I can't. Like, I'm either all in on one person or nothing at all. But at that time, I was simply preferring just to speak to one person, see how it goes. I didn't care to hedge my bets of dating other people and throwing my spaghetti in the air like I just didn't care. And basically, I explained to him that this was my experience And that's what I'm kind of looking for after a few dates. And I also explained that I had a bit of a bad history of guys lying to me, saying that they want to be all in, you know, just one-on-one exclusive. And they end up lying to me. And if you are seeing other people, I want you just to tell me. That's fine. Like, I, I really don't mind. And this is the key information. I said to him... I literally do not care about anything else but if you're seeing someone else, just let me know and I will part my ways and let you be in your merry way. I cannot stand liars in this world because one thing in my life that I'm very certain of is I know what I'm looking for, I'm a very particular person, I see it and I know I want it and people have a go at me because I'm not spontaneous enough and I don't just like leave it to destiny. But uh, um, I'm sorry, I don't believe in destiny. I kind of explained to him the reason why it upsets me so much when people lie to me about kind of exclusivity or dating and not being upfront and honest is because it wastes my time. And time is the only currency in this world that we can never find more of. Once you've wasted that minute or that hour or that year, you're never getting it back. So I explained that to him and there are deeper issues of why I feel that way about time. Kind of deep, but I explained this to him. I explained where the hurt came from and I really made a point to say, look, that's the only thing that I'll ever get annoyed about someone. If someone tells me the truth, I can't be really angry at it. I can just say, you know what? I'm happy for you. Enjoy what you're doing over there with that other person or other people. It's just not for me, but I wish you the best. I'm very unbothered and magnanimous, I would say. So we went on a few dates. I would say we went on about three to four dates before the next vital stage I'm going to tell you about. And they were really good dates. By the third date, he said, I'm only interested in you. And I thought, oh, okay, I've heard this before. But I'm really going to trust him because I really opened up about how I hate my time being wasted. And I felt like he looked into my eyes and saw my pain. So I thought, you know what, he only wants to be into me. And he made this point of saying that, you know, I'm exactly the same as you. I don't like to waste my time. You know, I think there's nothing worse than time wasted. And I like you as a person. And I think that we should, you know not mess about with other people just to make it easier for life and I thought wow 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 music to my ears have I heard this story before yes but have I really heard the sincerity in someone's voice before no it wasn't sincerity in his voice it was just a really good fucking lie and all the time when I was dating him I think the reason why I thought he was sincere is because he was a shy boy and I think I'm I gravitate towards shy people naturally because I'm a little bit of the opposite of that and I think a big mistake I made in the very early part of my 20s was equating shyness with being a nice person. Um, If someone's really loud then they're very cocky. That's not necessarily true. This guy was the nicest, shyest, tell me anything I want type of guy ever and I just believed it. Fast forward to the last time I saw him and we'd agreed that he'd come over to my place and we'd have some food and then we were thinking tonight is going to be the night, you know. We're going to do some naughty, naughty, naughty stuff. We'd not had sex by this part because I'd kind of been a bit stung by having sex and then the guy just not really caring after and kind of getting into this rut of having sex, but not having clarification of where we are. So I'd been kind of keeping sex under my belt for a while. And I remember we had steak and the steak was really nice, um, props to me. And I can't remember, he bought a dessert. And then we basically went upstairs to the bedroom. And I remember we were just kind of lying there. And it's that moment when you think, okay, this is the moment. This is the moment where we're going to have sex or do something or, you know, have a heavy petting session. And honestly, it had been good so far. There was no fault that I could register. And I noticed that he was quite turned on, you know, woman. He had a boner. So I could tell that he was, like, thinking of sex I don't know why I do a sex podcast, and I feel like I have to say sex like nax. <laughs> we kissed and started, you know, kissing a lot more, and it was more heavy kissing. And his boner kept on poking into me, just like fucking poking into me all the time. And I was like, "Stop poking your fucking boner into me!" Basically, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna have sex with him next time because. I've been burnt too many times and I just want to make sure that he's a good guy. And when we were lying in bed, he said, you know, like, I only like you. I only want you. You're the only thing I want. In my mind, I said, I just want to test this. And I want to test this one more time so next time we can sleep together, just to see that he's not just saying all of this so he can get into my pants. And he kept on poking me with his boner. um, But I did like it a little bit. So... (laughs) um i did tease him um and i got him naked and touched him absolutely everywhere and anywhere but his penis which to some guys means nowhere like what's the point in that but i wanted to tease him so he'd be interested in next time so i teased him so like fucking hard some people say i might have teased him too much and that's why he did what he did In the end of seeing other girls but i don't believe that you know you're saying you're all for me you're saying you know you're into this and you don't want to see anyone else the fact that i just didn't suck your dick shouldn't give you enough feelings to go and get your dick sucked by someone else if you're all into me like are you that fickle and i remember after this kind of teasing session was spanish so he kept on saying just things that i didn't understand and he wasn't saying them negatively but i was like why are you speaking in your mother tongue that i can't understand after this cuddling session we kind of chatted for a bit um felt good he got up and went on his bike home that was the last time i saw we said we'd plan to go To a museum, and he said he's going to make the bookings. And I said, All right, okay, I've never been to that museum, so it should be nice. So then everything seemed good. We texted for a bit, and then we said roughly when we would go to the museum, which was next week, I remember. And this is where it started getting tricky. Communication started getting a little bit longer, okay, so the text between each other. Not that many phone calls anymore and just something seemed off. It was almost like a fade into ghosting and I just said to him before the ghosting could happen, hey, are you not feeling this? Are you not interested? Is it because of what we did last week on that night? And he said, no, 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 I'm still really into you. I'm just traveling and I'm a bit busy at the moment, but we're definitely going to go to that museum and sort things out. And I thought, lovely, okay, stop overthinking it. Heidi stop thinking all the time of why he's playing games he doesn't like you just just believe that everyone is busy and give them their grace Um, isn't that the worst when a guy literally does everything to kind of make you drop your boundaries and really open up and say it's okay we're safe you can tell me like what hurts and then you tell them what hurts and then They go and do something to hurt you. That is the worst, like, isn't it just? Like, for boys, for girls, for everything in between. When you really open yourself up and someone says, trust me, and then they go and, like, burn you. That's just the worst, leaving a scar on someone. It's one of those things in life where it's unnecessary, but also necessary because it's part of growth. And you don't really learn your lessons until you've been burnt. And I think that's probably one of the most horrific things about having children is that you kind of one day have to let them go out into the world and build up a little bit of tolerance of letting them get a little bit hurt or the heartbroken because you know that they need to learn the lessons of like what standards are and what it's like to trust someone and get your heart broken so you know to open up to someone slowly and not tell them everything and know how to choose a good person. And I really didn't think was a bad person, I just think he's probably someone who didn't think much and made a mistake, but unfortunately for him, he met me when I was a fucking raging, emotionally broken down psycho, so he had to deal with the aftermath of that. Now this is the point where I begin to implement the fuckboy alert, and this is probably the most crucial part that I am going to tell you. I'd already had suspicions about he was not texting me in the same rhythm and he wasn't really phoning me so because I was cookie and crazy back in the day I'd go on and watch his Instagram follower which you know not a proud move but I had my suspicions and I ended up being right and I noticed that he started following a few more girls and I thought hmm interesting it's not proof but it's interesting and then I remember on the weekend, so two weeks after I initially saw him, I thought two weeks had been a long time. And ironically, I went out with some friends into Central and I bumped into a girl who knew this guy. And she asked me, oh, Are you dating anyone? And I said, Oh, there's this one guy, and he's called and he's from Spain and he works here. And I really like him, but he's not texted me. And it was kind of like I was complaining to my girlfriend type of thing. And she said, "Oh, I I know of that guy." And I thought, "Oh." And she mentioned that, yeah, I think he's dating people. Like I think he's going out with people. Um, and I explained to this girl my trauma, <laughs> my trauma. And she said, "Oh, yeah, I I think he's seeing my friend, or he chatted to my friend on a dating app and stuff." And this honestly sent off a fucking red flamed fire in my belly I was like how dare this motherfucking bitch at the time I'm sure he's not a bitch now but bitch at the time say he wants to be like exclusive and not date anyone else just because I didn't suck his dick or whatever you know how dare this motherfucking twerp like actually violate me in terms of me trusting him to tell him why I am the way I am and him doing that I literally said, I won't be annoyed if you want to go and date other people. But I thought, no, 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 no. Of course, he's not going to do that. He's going to do the thing that is going to give him the optimum amount of pleasure. Because men think with their dick. They don't think with their brain. Not all of you. Some of you. You know who you are. Well, no, the problem is you don't know who you are. So he was going to do the thing, of course, where he's going to be able to date other people and not tell me. Because if he told me, he knew I wouldn't want to eventually suck his dick or go out with him and he wanted to have his cake and eat it of course he did like 21 year old me was stupid of course he was seeing someone else and this girl just gave me the confirmation so now I had not photographic evidence but I'd heard rumours and I just knew in my gut this is what was happening because she told me so it's not really in my gut it's kind of evidence I guess I didn't know what to do I was just so another one another one's done this to me like another motherfucking fuck boy has literally left a scar on me and I'm someone who likes revenge so I thought you know what you're not doing this to anyone else and you're gonna get your day because every dog gets its day and I'm gonna make an example out of you so you can't do this type of behavior again because there's nothing worse than a fuck boy pretending to be a nice boy aka a wolf in sheep's clothing now i was gonna deploy the fuckboy alert and i didn't know what it was at the moment but this is where it was created and i thought you know what i can do this now because i've gathered the proof that you know his word has not been held up in our verbal agreement of the contract (laughs) so i thought you know what let's have some fun with this you're not getting the last fucking laugh. If there's anyone who's going to laugh, it's going to be me in your face because I'm going to detonate all your possibilities of getting your dick sucked ever. Well, at least for like a month or so. I came up with this plan of what the fuck boy alert was. And in my case, I knew this guy was shady as fuck because he was crumbing me, promising me plans, following multiple girls... And my smoking gun was this girl who had told me that he'd been out and about with this other girl. Or multiple girls. Who fucking knows? But, you know, it was sufficient. The evidence was there. I knew that there was a right reason to do this. Because if he was promising me one thing, he's definitely going to be promising other girls like me another thing. So, the technique of a fuckboy alert. The objective is to notify as many girls as possible that he might know of his behaviour. Okay, so to deploy this operation with precision, you've got all your evidence, like I said before, and you've probably been watching his follower list, so you've got a good idea of the types of girls he follows. After you've observed all your evidence, I want you to go to your notes section, and I want you to draft a very accurate, almost police statement of what has happened. Address at the top, say hello this is who I am, this is who I know, and this is who I'm messaging you about. I want you to put in subject the type of offence or crime that has happened, and then I want you to put a full statement of what has happened to you. Dates, time frames, and I want you to put the literal meats and bones of everything that has happened. No matter how long this message is, it's important that every detail is there, because you don't want to be called a liar. People will call you psycho after sending this, but one thing they can't call you is a liar if it's a true account of events. I'm gonna put a snapshot with the message on my Instagram with his name obviously doxed out so you can't see it, but I'm gonna read the message to you on here and the example of the type of thing you need to put into a fuckboy alert. Here we go. Here is the message. With asterisks on both sides and capitals, I've put fuckboy alert addition so the name crimes bulletin one ghosting me because i would not put out to his satisfaction and when i called him out for it he didn't like it messing with my mental health and time bulletin number two and the most offensive one bulletin number three two-timing me even though he said he's not into seeing other people or sharing and not even having the respect to end it before he does hi my name is heidi i write this message so learn to not take advantage of people's kindness and not to mess with someone's mental health as a pastime i went on some dates with and i am aware this message looks slightly crazy i just wanted to save anyone who he does this to again i've expressed my hurt and i have given abel every opportunity to respond to his actions but all i wanted was an answer but being someone who believes in treating people fairly i have been wronged by by his complete disregard for my mental health and his advantageous attitude towards my kindness bear in mind i have been patient kind and calm to up until the point he started treating me like human garbage. And remember, this is when he just wasn't responding to my messages. I knew something was up. He wasn't telling me. He'd fed me all this shit about how I can trust him and I can speak to him anytime I want, da-da-da. All lies. Um. Back to the message had tried to pursue me a few months ago but I did not go on a date with him out of respect I was in a transitional phase with someone else we'd got in touch a few months later and the first time I met him he seemed lovely warm genuine and the date lasted a long time we eventually expressed that we both like honesty and I said I mentally don't deal very well with liars well well here we are and for that reason he asked about doing another date in the future and agreed if he or me decided for a reason that they did not want to see each other again he'd just be upfront and honest I really stressed this to him as I've suffered bad mental health scars from liars and he 100% agreed and he hates games we continued to go on some dates and it all seemed well we spoke about some deep stuff and we both opened up from his reaction and the keenness for the next day, I thought we enjoyed each other's company. He told me I had no reason not to trust him and we eventually had a date at my place. I told it when it comes to getting intimate, I want it to be with someone with a connection is isn't going to disrespect slash use me and I'm really sensitive to it. I've been deeply impacted mentally by this and I don't want to be with someone who sees me this way. He said he understands and I should trust him and he's honest and he respects me. He also had told me that he planned other dates like a museum and had plans for us as proof. So that evening, things got a little more intimate. Not a great deal, but enough to the point of where It was vulnerable. He did a good impression of someone worth trusting. He wanted to escalate the intimacy to the next level. And just out of taking things slow, I wanted to wait till next time. Again, he agreed, but I got this weird disappointed vibe like a 16 year old boy gets when he doesn't get fulfilled. Ultimately, I believe he ghosted me for this. I called him out. He never replied. From the evidence presented, he started chatting to other girls. I'm not dumb in brackets. And drip feeding me contact. To keep me interested whilst I presume he was sleeping around and talking to other girls. He openly said he wasn't into seeing anyone else and I said me too And all he had to do was drop a text saying he's not interested if he wasn't. He much preferred to subject me to the mental roller coaster of being stood up and him making excuses for a month. He knew I was mentally struggling and had no human compassion even as a friend to say hey, this isn't for me. This boy, not man, does not care about damaging you mentally. All he does is get you to trust you and then add to your scars after you lay your past bare. He very much enjoys mental mind games. And if you're reading this, I told you at the very beginning, never in capitals, play mental games with me because i'm the wrong person to mess with and i don't stop until i see the fair in the situation and you will not do this to other girls you have really drained me of my happiness this week i don't feel sorry for you and you need to grow up i hope you can learn to be kinder and honest maybe even learn some of the qualities from the fake person you presented me with you're a complete petty dickhead coward treat the girls you date with kindness and respect for them do not buy into the bullshit that sells you this boy chats out of his a-hole close message that's what i wrote time frames timestamps what happened the intimacy level because what you're essentially going to do is you're going to send this message to anyone who is remotely attractive on his instagram or any female for that matter and what you're essentially doing is you're sending out a fuckboy alert so you're sending out what this boy has done to you to all his female followers so they know what the fuck is up and what to look out for you're doing two things here as well the first thing you're doing is you're mitigating the risk of him doing this to someone else, okay? So you're stopping the perpetrator of the fuckboy in their tracks. You're putting that harsh boundary like, nope, not today. Uh-uh. Um, and you're also getting the truth for yourself. Because when I sent this out, I got many messages. And this is where you've got to stay fucking strong because you're going to get all kinds of responses, and you got to keep strong to the roots of why you're doing it. So the liar's game is up. And he was going to waste your time. So you might as well waste his time. Some of the messages I got were a variation of ones I'm hoping I'm mentally well. Ones saying that I need to go to the psychiatric ward. Um, one's saying that it's nice that I'm looking out for other girls. But most importantly, the messages that I got were the ones that were confirming that he was messaging don't know about sleeping but messaging and we didn't agree on that multiple girls okay I got the closure that I needed and I knew he was a shitbag from them this is why Colleen Rooney is such an icon she does the work to find out the perpetrator and you know what like you gotta stay so fucking strong when you're sending out a fuckboiler because people are gonna tell you you're batshit crazy he's gonna have to clean up the fucking mess that he made and asking himself, why the fuck did I ever make fake promises, or two-time girls again? And hopefully, because this has taught him such a lesson, he's not going to do it again, because it's not worth the bother of going through this again. And when you're sending that message out, don't be afraid to send the fuck boiler out to everyone, not just like the attractive girls on his Instagram, because you'll never know who he's fucking around with. So his best to cast your net as far as you can cast it. Cast it wide, baby. Anyone who looks remotely female or sexy in that little circle, yes, send. But If you truly want to be petty, you can find his sister or his mum on his Instagram page and send it. Because then, once the related person knows the behaviour, they're more likely to pull them up on it. But yeah, get as petty as you want go fucking hard so that is the fuck boy alert someone promising you something and not following it through in terms of trust and exclusivity you going away doing your homework finding out if they're a liar if you have the proof and you know he's a liar then you can go ahead and you can message all of these women or potential victims you don't know and you put the factual based evidence into the message, and you put the times, the crimes, everything in there, and then you click send onto that wide net of followers, and you're kind of creating like a little bit of a community. Find the cheater, find the liar, you know. You're kind of like gatekeeping them from doing it to anyone else, and that's why it's so important that we look out for each other, guys. The one thing I will stress about this fuckboy is you categorically absolutely do not send it unless you have factual evidence. If you don't have proof, which is a word of a mouth, a photograph or multiple accounts that build up to the bigger picture, you're not sending that message. If I was at the first side of my operation of just watching his Instagram followers, that's not a good enough reason to send the message because if he's not actually done anything or you've not agreed any exclusivity or anything, then you just look like a knob that's trying to fuck up his life. That's not what you're trying to do. You're trying to prevent the risk for another girl and you're trying to get peace of mind. That's all you're trying to do. If you're doing it out of a place of pure hurt, I mean, you're going to do it out of a place of hurt anyway, but if it's just hurt, you're not doing it the correct way. Because if you've actually been burnt, you probably just want justice, and you want that time to be accounted for that you've lost. So it's absolutely categorically, you do not send this if it's just a feeling of watching their Instagram followers or an irrational feeling. You need to do your homework, you need to be smart people, you need to find the evidence. So what happened next? Well I remember deploying the message, I sent it, all these responses came in and I kind of just put my phone upstairs, went downstairs and I watched Selling Sunset. It was the first season so that's how long ago this was and I've never really had to do one since this period in my life and called me three times and he tried to text me a bunch of times but when I went back to my phone I saw the missed calls and I just blocked him ironically I just thought you know what I've done it now I have clarity I have peace of mind I can sleep at bed at night and you know what yes I do have a bit more scarage on me emotionally now but I feel vindicated and I know not to trust next time and I feel that I found out everything I need to find out. And I feel satisfied and nourished. Almost like you feel nourished after a really good meal. And girl, I ate. Don't worry. <laughs> but the craziest thing is, fast forward to when I moved back to London. I ended up moving in with my flat first flatmate in the current flat that I live now. And we lived together for a year. And we're still really good friends. And she is from a similar area of where where a- is from when she told me where she was from exactly when she moved in and i said oh that's so interesting i dated a boy actually from that area and she said it's a really small community so maybe just tell her the name and i said oh it's a-. and she literally just dropped her jaw and she told me that's her best friend's brother and i was like oh my god she's gonna think i'm a fucking psychopath but i ended up meeting a- sister because they're best friends and she came to visit and we got well like i told her all about these like escapades maybe not as much as i've told on this podcast but she's really nice and she's really lovely but it's just the shame of what happened with her brother but isn't that such a small world she's so lovely and you know amazing and i just i don't know what went wrong at that period of time with her brother I, i don't i don't know I don't know if the apple falls far from the tree, but love her and I hope he's in a good place. And I'm sure he's not going to do again after what I've did, after what I did. So hopefully everything's all all right now. Call me a psycho. Tell me I am crazy. I hope you feel encouraged to use the fuck fuckboy alert if you ever unfortunately need to use it. But remember, there's no need for an alert as long as you're upfront and honest. And no one breaks the rules. If they're confronting you that they're seeing other people, there's no need for a look. Thank you for listening to this episode of Bots um about how to send out a fuckboy alert. If you want to follow us on socials, please follow the links below. Episodes come out on every Thursday. Until next time, I hope you enjoy yourself and look out for those fuckboy alerts.